Hey Shepherd family, this is Pastor Scott Seidler and I am privileged this week to get to bring you a message for our digital worship service. Before I do that though, I want to do a little bit of housekeeping and recognize today that um, in this particular digital worship service, there's some different things going on. Uh, over the past several years here at Shepherd, Matt McLean has been serving as our production communication leader. Uh, he has been bringing all the expertise of his professional lifetime and generously sharing that with our Shepherd family. These digital resources that we've been providing, the work that Pastor John Carolas does digitally, has always had a broader shoulder behind the camera in Matt McLean. And I just want to recognize him and say, Matt, thank you for your leadership, your uh, effervescent spirit, the joy with which you go about making Jesus known beyond the borders of this Shepherd campus that we're on, beyond the borders of Scottsdale. In fact, we know that Shepherd's digital ministry has reached to the very ends of the earth, as far away from us as the opposite side of the world. And that is something to celebrate. And so, Matt, I really celebrate you. Secondly, I want to welcome Ethan Carpenter to our Shepherd family. Ethan is going to be taking the baton from Matt and uh, taking the uh, Shepherd digital ministry into uh, new places for sure, but also making sure that we maintain the great digital footprint we've already established. Ethan graduated recently from Huntington University. He comes to us as a uh, resident here, a native of Phoenix and Scottsdale, so he knows our community, he knows our local uh, mission, and he knows our local culture, and so we look forward to having him here uh, taking the lead in audio, video, and technology here at Shepherd. Of course, uh, as I'm just kind of doing housekeeping and thinking of all kinds of gratitude to express, I am just so grateful uh, for my colleague, Pastor John Carolis, who uh, every single week is in this studio bringing the goodness of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ into your hearts and heads and uh, helping Pastor Allen, myself, Jen Marmaduke over at the preschool figure out new ways to, again, I'll use the phrase, expand make more impactful our digital footprint in ministry. Um, I, I treasure John's leadership and look forward to the ways we will continue to grow in this digital aspect of our gospel ministry. It is a great time to be at Shepherd, and I pray that you're blessed by uh, these resources as well. Well, you get me this week, and uh, this particular week as we hit the second Sunday of the Lenten season, that run-up season to Easter, known as Lent. Maybe you've had some Lentil stew. That was a joke. It never really landed well here either. Uh, but this Lenten season, I want to share with you a word from uh, Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8 is a question that Jesus poses to his disciples to find out whether or not they have been listening attentively to what Jesus has been saying, at least for the first seven and a half chapters worth of Mark's rendition of his life. And Jesus asks the question really simply, who do you say, who do people say, first of all, who do people say I am? And as you may recall the story, it's a fairly well-known story in the Christian tradition. The disciples say, well, they say lots of things about you, just as we do here in the 21st century. Ask anybody who Jesus is and you'll get a number of answers. The disciples 
back then. They said, well, some say Elijah, others say John the Baptist, you know, well known in that time. We may tend more toward titles and not really uh, people per se. Uh, he's a teacher, he's a philosopher, he's a good man, he's an altruist, he's a philanthropist, he's a social warrior. I mean, there's just so many different options. Um, but they asked the disciples, who do you say I am? Because that is ultimately the most important question. Um, what other people say is a great point of reference. But what you say about the identity of the Lord Jesus Christ is determinative of your eternity, and it is likely determinative of the way you go about living life today. Who do you say Jesus is? If you say that Jesus is the Savior, the Son of God, the one who sacrificially gives his life on the cross, then you are in the right place. Peter said that very thing, and Jesus commended Peter for that. In Mark's Gospel, Jesus says, keep it on the down low for a while, but later on, Go hog wild. Tell everybody who I am because this gospel ministry is the rock upon which the church is built. So keep on talking and telling people that I am the Son of God and Savior of the world. Who do you say Jesus is? Um, if Jesus is simply a teacher, like Charlie Brown's teacher, then what we're likely to hear from him is what Charlie Brown's teacher said. If you remember the Peanuts uh, television shows, wah, 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 which is a whole lot of nothing. If you say that Jesus is a philosopher, well, there's been a lot of philosophers in this world, and we frankly don't need many more of them. If you say Jesus is a philanthropist, well, so is Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, if you say that Jesus is um, an altruist, well, there's a lot of do-gooders in this world. But if you say that Jesus is the Son of God and Savior of the world, you lay a line in the sand distinguishing Christ from every other human being that has ever lived. Because there is no rational human being who has a life to back it up in holiness, purity, sinlessness, to make the claim that I am the Son of God, I am the Savior of the world. And that affects your eternity, you know. It changes the way that you anticipate what happens after your final breath in this world and your first breath in the world to come. And that's an exciting thing, but it also changes the way you live life here in this world. Let me explain. You know, one of the things I realized as a dad is that when I had uh, and was blessed with uh, my wife, our first baby, I did not know what I was doing as a parent. I had been a youth director, and my wife had also been a youth director in church, and so we knew a number of things that we said, this is how we're never going to raise a kid. But if truth be told, once you're holding that newborn infant in your arms, you are just going by pure instinct. You know, um, let's not die, uh, value number one, and hopefully let's live life and be parents in such a way that we help this child to launch and prosper and grow and most importantly, know the one who created them. So you've got all that going. But 
But truth be told, we didn't know what we were doing. And over years, uh, sometimes we did not know what we were doing in such a way that we caused heartache or pain. Maybe anger flared up or we, um, we, we made a, our, our children feel guilty when they shouldn't have. Um, you know, we are not perfect people as parents. None of us in this world are. And um, I am proud to say that had it not been for the grace of my Lord Jesus Christ, had it not been for the forgiveness I knew my Heavenly Father had extended to me, I would not have had the same capacity to turn to my children and say to Abby, Lauren, and Connor, you know, I really messed up yesterday. I'm really sorry for my anger, for what I said, for how I parented, how I led this house. And they, uh, to extend the analogy, they would not have had the ability if they were not raised in a Christian home to say, it's okay, Dad, you, you, you are a dope, but, but I love you and I forgive you. And so, um, you know, I just hope that little insight from my own household maybe goes into your household. Even if you've got kids that are older, even if you've got grandkids, uh, always the opportunity that because we know the answer to the question who this Jesus is, therefore we have in this life the capacity not only to ask for forgiveness in a wiser, more courageous way, but we also have the capacity to extend grace, mercy, and forgiveness in a wise and a courageous way. Hey, Shepherd family, this is what we do best, right? As the church, as the people of God, we show that we know who he is by how we behave. And so I just ask you as we close out this message and turn to prayer, how is it that you want to live out the mercy, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, in the coming days. Maybe it's with a conversation that is long overdue with an adult child or a grandchild or maybe even a spouse as empty nesters. You, you need to have some reconciling conversation. Whatever it is, be courageous. Live in such a way that befits, that reflects the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you can do that, you're well on your way to honoring this passage from Mark chapter 8, beginning at verse 27. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for grace and mercy extended to us and through us to others. Give us the courage to be that kind of Christian in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. God bless you and enjoy our other digital resources at shepherdaz.church.